Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Looks Like We Made It. I'm Izzy Howell and I'm not joined by my dad Chris today. Uh, Once again, he's on holiday still, so you'll be listening to this from Bonnie, Scotland to talk all things video marketing. We are the father and daughter who run the fabulous video production company Howell Film and each week we will be discussing everything like what happens behind the scenes on our projects, getting results from your video content, how to start using video in your business and plenty more to come. We will be joined by some wonderful special guests including our own awesome clients from all kinds of industries as well as our own film crew and even our own family to candidly converse about creativity. On this episode I am discussing rapidly evolving production technology with the wonderful Andy Rowan who is our lead filmmaker um, and general third person in our film <laughs> um, and so without further ado let's get started and of course never miss an episode every Tuesday by giving us a follow or subscribe as well as finding Howl Film on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. Let's go. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hello, sorry I introduced you in such a terrible way. <laughs> it's okay, I'm used to it. No, I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, so really what I, I kind of wanted to lay out today uh, firstly is kind of a timeline um, of, of, from my experience, even, you know, working in the industry for God, God knows how long now, but, (laughs) um, but, but basically a a really good timeline from, from my earliest experiences to kind of where we are now. Mm. Um, and that's going to lovingly include technology that we use at Howl Film, of course. So, uh, so, so really my, my, my timeline or my kind of first exposure to, uh, filmmaking, um, was was when I was studying it uh, for my degree and and uh, not to sound really old but uh, I started uh, on tape stock uh, my god m- mini mini dv tapes is so... that what they rolled in those big those big reels <laughs> thankfully no I mean these things um for the for the kind of um more older uh, folk listening uh, just just imagine that it's it's kind of like a cassette tape but it's um it, it feels maybe it's it's about you know just a little bit smaller than that and that used to take um obviously when you would record you get a, a video track and an audio track um and then we used to whack that into uh what looked like a, a basically a massive vcr uh but <laughs> so you could put like just to, even then uh, things like betamax and all that kind of thing that would go in uh, and the mini dv would go in there and then you would actually have to wait for the tape stock to play through uh, and, and then turn that into a digital file. Oh my God. Which you would then go on to, to post-production uh, from there. And obviously that, so, so, so from a starting timeline reference, we're gonna start with, with <laughs> mini DV, <laughs> uh, JVC kind of broadcast cameras that they were, and, uh, and, and, a, and a digital editing suite. You know, it, it thankfully wasn't so the, film at the time. <laughs> but the um, technology now, or the technology that we use for all our shoots and in mm-hmm. our events and just day-to-day that we're recording on right now, must have, if you'd have gone back in time to yourself when, you know, you know Charles Dickens had just died and, you know, Queen Victoria was on the throne... When, when, uh, if you go back to when you started doing film using this kind of technology, would mm-hmm. this have seemed almost space age? Um, it was so kind of we we were on the cusp 
um, of of what is now known as as the DSLR revolution, which was the five D Mark II. It's not like which, the French Revolution. No, no. Well, it's it, it's <laughs> the, the story itself is quite funny. The whole reason um, that we have the the fast progression that we have now was um, the actual developers of the five D Mark II put a video function in and forgot to remove it. Before they actually put the the product out for sale, I love that attention to detail. And 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 they basically what happened was is they they effectively left the video function on, and it it used um you know the the Canon color science um that that everyone was kind of raving about at the time anyway, um for its photography. But then mm. it became, uh you know video as well, and 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 um the the five D revolution really kick started. Um, the first steps into my own filmmaking journey when I got my own little uh, Canon 550D, which was one of the first kind of, um, you know, consumer range cameras. Uh, we, we are talking a long time ago, by the way. We were talking about, <laughs> you know, over a decade ago now. Um, and and but, but that had the video function in as well. So mm. they'd obviously then went, oh, everyone's really excited about this. So So let's keep this in. So that was when for me it went from mini dv to you know the more as common as it is now sd cards uh, yeah, well, and, and all that storage cause, cause really. that's it because um i mean we've come from very different angles of the film industry i mm. mean i know you've been in it for a lot longer than we are i know we keep talking how old you are you're not <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not like you know you're not 87 I, i'm still in my 30s so it's good yeah, and, it's... And, and early 30s actually i want to underline that <laughs> Yeah, loosely and <laughs> loosely, loosely um, but no, we we've come from very different points in the in the film industry. I mean, I've, you're a filmmaker, I'm an editor, and and mm. the technology that we're used to and the the quality of stuff that we're used to is very different. But I was a kid when flip phones were a thing, mm -hmm. when the Motorola Razor was the holy grail of phones, and I remember using the video function on that. And my brother having a handy cam and, and he would follow me around hoping I'd fall over for a You've Been Framed <laughs> video. Um, but that at the time when I was a kid was, it was like the best thing ever. It was, mm -hmm. it was space age. It was, there's videos yeah. of me at age 10 and the t camera quality is terrible. I put it in Premiere Pro or editing software and it was about 10p. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't 1080p yeah. or 4k. But at the time that was, that was like, incredible and and you look even back 10 years to movies and stuff and, yeah. and news reports and stuff and you realize just how dated it all looks and how old it looks and how grainy it is and, yeah. and and really i think it's particularly in the past 10 years the 2010 onwards yeah is the time when things didn't just gradually go they just spiked in yeah. in a way where we went from flip phones and blackberries and button phones to iPhones with proper cameras in and with yeah. real nanotechnology that, that revolutionized how we consume stuff. And from a video marketing perspective, this technology has meant that, yes, it's, rev it's changing all the time and it's growing all the time and God knows what's going to be around in the next few years this will seem really out of date in 10 years time because you know <laughs> yeah. we'll be talking about how amazing things are now and yeah. we'll be laughing at that but for people who want to promote their business and people who want to you know 
you know, use the, the latest, flashiest things. This revolution in technology is astonishing because yeah. you can go from paying thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds to have a TV advert, or you can have incredible 6K technology yeah. and all the bells and whistles on a video for a lot, lot, lot less money than that for more accessibility, more views, more yeah. data. You get more out of it. So that's something that for people who are in business, I imagine 10 years ago was completely out of there. But now it's, you know, incredibly vital for your business. It's not just something that you kind of lusted after as a small business. It's now something you can easily just pick up the phone and do. Well, this this ties into the... the it, basically... Uh, as I mentioned with the 5D re revolution, it's known as the digital revolution. It's part of that digital revolution. Mm. Um, um, and really, why am I why am I talking about this? Well, it basically what what I'm drawing attention to is the fact is is that with the advancements, everything became cheaper to produce to get hold of as well. So it went from being, you know, crews of people to go and film a promo, like crews of people, mm -hmm. to one man bands, two man bands, uh, you know, and and that changed the industry overnight. And one of the big things, um, especially in, in relation to video marketing, that I remember um, was that because this technology was now put in the hands of people who could afford it. Mm. So, you know, before that, you're talking tape stock. Every time you have to pay for tape stock. You can record over it, you lose quality, all that kind of stuff. So tape stock costs money. Um, cameras cost a lot of money. Mm. They cost a lot of money. Tell me about um, it. Yeah, some things haven't changed. <laughs> but I, but I'm, 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 I'm talking like you couldn't, you couldn't just go out and buy one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, it's, yeah, it yeah. becomes it becomes harder to kind of acquire because of its it's it's price to entry, I should say. Um, you've got you know you've got the lens side of things as well, um, but also the quality was never that amazing in things like DV. It mm. was because it's you know it's it's very videoy, which makes but you think was, of that but early it was time. Good quality at the time. Though. It was That's it was thing. astonishing at the time. Like <laughs> when I remember when everyone was talking about seven twenty p, and they were like, it's beyond. It's, it's beyond standard definition. It's high definition. And everyone was like, oh my God, 720p. Um, and then obviously, but, but with this de digital revolution, the real importance of it is the fact is, is the accessibility for talented filmmakers to then purchase their own kit to offer up a service for businesses meant that they would be able to pass, I don't want to say pass the savings, but pass that... Um, Value? Yeah, like they could then say... Hey, I've got a camera. I've got audio kit. I'm I'm shooting promos now. It's not going to cost the world for a small business then to be able mm. to go. Oh my god, I can get video content for my business, and it looks great because it's in 720. It's not you know, it's not standard definition. It's not 480p. Yeah. It's 720p. So the high definition cameras became the market standard. More people could acquire it, and effectively, it meant that more businesses could have lots of video production content made yeah. and that's how we got here today really in terms of now when you go on Facebook you go on oh, Instagram yeah. you have your ads you have all those kind of things and I, I remember 
when everything was growing into Facebook um, and and getting your ads on Facebook and it became like a you know full on、mm. advertising platform,、um, it, it, even even to this day, it is it, it's astounding how、uh, how much kind of value. Like video, they've they've intentionally really designed the platform to carry video as one of the primary things. I think you were telling me the the Instagram、um, has really pushed to become almost solely a, a video platform. Absolutely, and every I mean YouTube, we all. I mean, what was the first video you ever watched on YouTube? Do you remember?、Oh, was it that、man. much of a momentous moment? Because I was, remember it. It was two thousand and. Five when it came out. Three, I think it was. Three years earlier. I think it was a lot earlier. I remember I lived. I was. I was living in Felton at the time, so、um, I. I would have. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure it was. They just got electricity by we, that point. Yeah, we, we <laughs> just got the internet.、Um, no, it was. I, I can't remember for the life of me, but I do remember the old layout. I remember how、yeah. it looked, and, and do you remember the old YouTube logo? Yeah, oh gosh, yeah, but do because I, I. I only say that because. I remember. I remember the moment that we got you. Well, we used YouTube, and I remember whenever these kind of new on-demand platforms would come on, even Netflix, even Amazon Prime, and beyond, even for the past five years.、Mm. I would feel like it was illegal to have this much access to a thing. <laughs> like I would, I, I thought Netflix was some kind of online pirate-based thing that you would, you know, rather than buying a DVD, you'd break、yeah. the law and go on Netflix. But because in my head, I thought anything that accessible, it has to have something wrong with it.、Yeah. And that was when I was a kid, and I remember my, we were at my grandparents' house, and my dad had my granddad's ginormous laptop. And opened it up and and put on the whenever wherever Shakira music video, <laughs> and I remember that was the first thing I ever saw on YouTube. And the, the discussions, and I was only seven at the time, and the discussions around the 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 YouTube that we've discovered was that this is going to revolutionise things,、mm. and it's gonna it's gonna make a massive difference to how business is conducted, how people consume content, and that was I want to say the early two thousands,、yeah. but. That was true, and it and it did it did happen, and that revolution took off massively. But weirdly, I don't think so. That was maybe early two thousands. There was only YouTube, and there was only really those kind of quite easy sites to get involved with. But it wasn't until the real emergence of social media, I don't think, that that. Platform, all these platforms really took off. I think YouTube initially was just a place where you'd maybe watch music videos and learn stuff, and it was very innocent. But now it's literally so massive that it's something like they're increasing their storage by about a thousand terabytes every second at this point because they have to keep on top of everything. But my question is,、yeah. in a in a roundabout way,、yeah. do you think that social media has had a massive impact or placed a lot of pressure on designers of camera technology to really step it up a notch or change their direction or or you know what they want to provide to their customers? It's it's a good question.、Um, I remember years ago they were designing. Um, cameras with an editing, like editing options built into it, so they they basically yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean that was news. That was news. So the idea I assume was that they could effectively edit the news on the fly and then send it back,、mm. and and you know, and and I don't know if that anything ever came out. I certainly haven't seen. Please don't seen, introduce that technology no. now. Well, no, it's but the thing is, it's very basic.、Yeah. It's you know what I mean. It's like put cut here, move. It was very basic. You couldn't you know. 
you couldn't do much with it. Um, but I remember that was something, and I think that kind of, I, I'd never seen it ever again. So <laughs> presumably that was like a foray into something um, that they just dabbled with. Um, but it was, it, I, I don't think necessarily the approach um, has has changed much uh, for for the, the buyers of the cameras, as it were. So like mm. people like me who go and get a camera. Um, what I do, however, think um, is that they are now more savvy um, in regards to what the the purchase um, kind of price point cameras that they're making. So, right. for example, um, if you're, you know, if you're, for example, I GH5, the, the Panasonic GH5 is one of the cameras that I own. Um, you know, they, they one of the key features for me was the fact that it has um, what's known as uh, in-body stabilization or four axis, I think it's four axis stabilization. So which means that effectively the actual sensor has a stabilizer on it. So if I'm handheld or I'm on the glide cam or the Ronin, I've got an extra level of stabilization within that. Mm. And that, I mean, that's a purely, for me, that's a purely video thing. Um, totally, but that's how you get those smooth shots. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Because yeah. well, it's it's an added it's an added thing that I know helps make the shot smoother um, before any post production has been done. And and to me, looking at that as a feature, that is them saying, okay, people are going to be using our cameras on the move. Mm. Um, they're going to be putting them on things like gimbals, which means that they're not necessarily not necessarily saying, you know, oh, you're going out to shoot a promo, or you're going out to shoot an event. What they are saying is, wherever you are, we've got these features covered for you because right, you okay, are yeah. using this kit in a professional capacity, and that's the way that the manufacturers, I think, have started to um, really introduce features like that mm. um, to to make and it's all you know it, it's to make our lives easier but it also helps them because then people you know use those cameras more people tag um things like gh5 and their social media posts to show off mm. the footage and stuff that they've been doing so it you know it's an extra draw for people to come to that um a kit wise but then if we uh, talk about something like the black magic 6k oh. Um, which is is I'm got no shame in saying it's our flagship camera. Um, <laughs> it's like it the is, it's the ultimate flagship. It is camera, it, it is monumental. Now, if we're talking about um, uh, you know the journey with Blackmagic Design, we're very into our um, Blackmagic uh, products. You know, we have DaVinci Resolve, um, which is editing kind of software for for you know for people at, uh, at home who don't really obviously and apply context as it were. Um, <laughs> and and we started off with the cinema camera, yeah. which. You know, um, it's an old Shire horse of it's, a camera. It's now. an it's, old, yeah, but it's a hard working camera at the time. Revolutionary 2.5k uh, footage out of this kind of, um, you know, it very quite a boxy camera. Um, mm. not many people kind of knew what it was when they saw it, you know. Um, I certainly knew the difference when I'd been using a DSLR and people would stop and say, Oh, you take a photograph. Um, and then they didn't, and they were looking, and then they saw this camera, and they were kind of a bit unsure. Uh, but the image quality was out of this world. Like it, even to this day, that camera produces a gorgeous image. Oh yeah, we we look at it, or we, we if we got it out now and started yeah. using it and coloured it correctly and, yeah. and edited it correctly, it still stands up. Yeah. It still looks fantastic, even though it's how many years old. I, I mean, know. that's that's probably I think that's about twenty thirteen. Mm. But then. What what they didn't have was features like slow mo, so they had only thought about people shooting 
But what they did think about, content. what they did think about, they did really well though. And I yeah, think that's, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. the that's the thing that I find as someone who I'm a professional editor. I, I work in production. Yeah. I'm not by trade a filmmaker, so I, yeah. I'm not a camera person. I don't I don't do that technical side of things. But yeah. I'm ev- heavily involved in the production of things, mm. but not to that extent i give that to you i give that to yeah. the, the people who really really you're incredibly talented at that yeah. um but for me i i think that when you start editing with this stuff and you start making stuff like this when you're working on this side of the industry yeah. everything can be quite a not a slow process, but it starts off, you know, with the original Black Magics. Every frame would be in an individual file, <laughs> CR2 and, file, and it would take forever just to and and what would happen with the with particularly the video marketing industry is I think over the period of maybe I think when we first started making video content a few years ago was the way before the pandemic and stuff, but but that time period was an interesting one because there was a real thirst for regular off the cuff quick video content like people there was the the growth of immediate gratification started about there when when you could buy stuff on facebook when you could you know message people tag people hashtag the access to communication became so massive the need for immediate gratification became so massive that we would be saying sort of yes we'll make you this on the fly social media content but let me please click every single frame and color it individually and go and 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 initially the the process of building these video these video pieces that were meant to look really quick and flashy and yeah. fun were quite a slow process and i think yeah. what we found in investing in technology cuz as a film company every every year we have to sort of re we have to take a new look at what we've got buy new things cuz you're immediately so last year if you don't yeah, and yeah. we have to be the the need to invest in technology is so massive we're constantly looking at it constantly getting new stuff and getting learning new stuff as well so we'll I'll have just mastered something and then it'll be like oh no there's something even bigger that you have to learn now but that sort of process every single thing that we buy technology wise every single thing that we invest in and we we learn is all related to speed yeah. and i think and that's particularly with black magic the brand that we use that's something that i've noticed a lot more recently that yes you can sort of slowly and painstakingly go through every single little bit but because the customer of the owners of these cameras are demanding stuff really quickly or there's a perception that these things are like whiz bang here we go off we go press play the the cameras and the camera technology have to keep up with that and that's why i think that social media has had a massive impact on on the on the production of production mm. equipment because you have to they have to understand that we need stuff quicker. We need to be sending stuff out quicker. We need to be making stuff quicker. We need to be transferring stuff quicker. All these things. And and you end up almost, if something's a bit slow in our industry, it's not just a bit slow. You want to throw the computer out the window <laughs> and you want to burn the camera and never use it again if it's slow. And, this, yeah. and speed is such an important thing, which is why I think, and that's sort of related to my question, is that if social media never became a thing and never existed and we just had YouTube, the cinema, and, and that was it, or, or TV advertising, and sort of taking it back 20 years, mm-hmm. if social media had never emerged and never happened, I wonder if 
the camera technology would have been developed in a different way. The way we would make films would have been a bit different. I know I'm really speculating on something that would never happen, but it's it's just interesting to me that I wonder if the impact of social media, the impact of video marketing has had a big impact on how they've designed equipment and whether it would have been any different. Uh, it's, I mean, that is... That's a big question. That's a big question. <laughs> um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's difficult because... Um, we only we can only really assess based on the information that we we have which is that social media changed about 60 different industries all mm-hmm. in one go mm-hmm. um but just kind of like hearkening slightly back really just to to round up on on what makes the the black magic 6k pro so incredible um and and why it was such a great purchase comparing it to the old model um, when we upgraded, um, every everything about that camera had been improved from mm-hmm. from the original model. You know, it now does slow mo. It now does. It does everything. It, it literally. <laughs> uh, it's got built in ND filters. So uh, just to explain to people what that is, is it's basically sunglasses for the camera. That's so, how he described it to me. So yeah. So so you you basically have like set filters and they help. If it's a bright day, you press the button, it brings an ND filter, and that's built into the camera. You don't have to screw it on the lens anymore. It's there, you press the button, it comes down. Hey, presto, press the button, you can lift it up again. Incredible. Um, it's, you know, it, it's recording codec, like you were saying. It's no longer like this, you know, individual images. They they re- completely redid the entire way that it records yeah. so that a lot of the information that you would record can now be... Um, you know, with a bit of experience, you have more work in post mm-hmm. that is easier. So, so unlike yeah. before, where you'd have to go, oh God, what's this? To change this, change that. It now just says, hey, what's this? What's this? What's this? You, you, you know, you go through those buttons. Mm-hmm. You need to know what you're doing. Of course, it's not. It's not just a case of putting the button <laughs> in it, footage in, and going, hey, it's done. Um, you still need that experience and knowledge. But from a workflow perspective, it's speedier, oh, which is absolutely. what you were talking, you know. It's so much quicker. And I think that's particularly with DaVinci Resolve and stuff. There's If you are not familiar with uh, with editing software, the, the battle between Premiere Pro and DaVinci Resolve is like the Avengers style Thanos <laughs> versus the rest of them. It's 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 a really big thing in it. A bit like Marmite, you either love it or hate it. You, I've always sort of gone through Premiere Pro and then that's where I've made that transition to DaVinci and I've taken a lot of more of the classic skills that I've got as an editor and applied that to um, DaVinci Resolve and the best thing about that is that a bit like with the camera technology they've acknowledged the bits that are slow and the bits that take an expert eye and they've said right we're taking that expert eye and we're putting the fast forward button on it and we're throwing even more in and and it's really exciting and I think that's the thing about rapidly evolving production technology is that it not only benefits the people making the films but it benefits the people receiving them because we've now got the ability to offer next day edits same day edits editing live delivering stuff live like you can get your video before we've even packed down the cameras type thing and that and that's really really amazing and particularly i mean even during the pandemic while we thought that the start of the pandemic would create a bit of a pause button on the film industry and a pause button on marketing which it did particularly in people facing situations it didn't for the development of technology in fact we came out of the pandemic or came to the other side of it where we are now thinking okay we'll pick up where we left off in fact 
if we picked up where we left off, we'd be really far behind. There's so many more things to be getting involved with. And, yeah. and with the development of, you know, live streaming has now become more high end than it's ever been, ever been before. And, you know, the way we consume information is now completely transformed. So it's not just producing stuff like it was before the pandemic. You've got a new way of consuming content, a new way of communicating even now. So who knows what it's going to be like in the next few years? I mean, what do you, th- what's your speculation as of this point? We are time capsuling your speculation. Okay. Um, how it's going to be. So this, this kind of ties nicely in with something that I wanted to, to mention anyway. Um, which is uh, the ever-changing role of green screen in society. So whenever we think of green screen, we always think, you know, big Hollywood Mm, or or blue blue screen. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're thinking like they've got all this stuff or Star Wars. Mm. Um, The technology now um, in in post-processing is, and and this is coming from a personal thing of of having worked on a, a passion project um, which is utilizing um, the Unreal Engine to build a city, and and how in, it, just how mind blowing that technology is. Mm. Um, but we, as you know, we are um, known for live streaming events um, as as part of the the cater, you know, the catered audience, as it were. As we we do things like live streaming. Well, one of the big things that is that is certainly coming on the horizon and to some extent, is definitely here, mm-hmm. um, is being able to, um, and this is affordably, I want to make that abundantly clear, I'm not talking, you know, uh, match of the day, whether people know this or not, most of that is not a studio, it's them sat in, I in a green thing. about the Olympics. The yeah. Olympics, yeah, the Olympics is not real. No. Well, not, <laughs> sorry, we're not living in the Matrix. The Olympics is real. The Olympic coverage is people in an in, in a studio. So they're not throwing a shot put yeah. into, a, into a green screen. <laughs> just like CGI It's actually everything. a ping pong ball. Yeah. No, no, that, but that's it. I, I thought, and this, I thought, well, when I look at any film or TV, mm. I've always got that editor eye where I have to watch everything twice because I watch the first thing like really technically and then I watch it again and I can just sit and enjoy it and turn that part of my brain yeah. off. But I genuinely, when the Tokyo Olympics was on, the amount of people who had to really slowly explain that that <laughs> was actually them in Salford or London yeah. and I couldn't, and it was so, it was so real, it was so yeah. there and I was, and I admit I'd spent longer thinking what building is that rather than actually thinking <laughs> can I drive to that and that, yeah. but and that's amazing and I think and particularly with things like Instagram and Snapchat the filters you can use my yeah. god the backgrounds that you can use are incredible and and people have that green screen technology in their pocket now so one of the things which I think is really really interesting um, is that the um, as part of the, the live streaming the cameras you know that we're sorting um is that going through the software in davinci it can do that live keying mm-hmm. so you can you can line up those backdrops um and effectively have the software live key much like you would see on tv do do the heavy lifting as long as it's you know there are caveats has to be evenly lit and everything like that but it will do all of that live for you so that so so and is that you know, with a green screen or yeah that? yeah it's with wow. a green yeah it's with a green screen so so all it'll do is it'll do replacement so it'll That's go amazing. basically screen replacement but that being able to do that felt alien to you know to to doing it on a budget basically you know you need someone to sit there and go okay, I need to ultra key this out mm-hmm. and change the background 
But if the software is doing it for you and you are live streaming that out and and we're talking, you know, you could be doing like a bakery show or something where you yeah. want to you want to do something with like a kitchen backdrop or, or something. The weather or something. Exactly, like but but it's all done live. So it's 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 less it's like less post production. Um it's done live so people can feel you know, really engrossed in the, in the world that you want to present there's, on that. There's almost going to be a need for the changing the term post-production, isn't there? To just mm. being production, like in the moment production yeah. or something. And, and yeah, yeah. that's amazing. And this is this is technology when we're talking about this that is available to everyone. Like, yeah, yeah. As in, as in, like, if you approached a video production company that offer this... It is, these things are accessible. All mm-hmm. it takes is asking the question. That's amazing. Thank you, Andy. We've, we could talk about this for hours, but I'm <laughs> yeah. going to have to end it there and we'll carry on talking once we've cut the, cut the microphone. But yeah. last question, as I always ask a question at the end of these podcasts, yeah. my question for you uh, is if you could do any other job other than a filmmaker and a cameraman extraordinaire, what would it be? Uh, it would 100% be uh, working in the realm of video games in some capacity. Ah, okay. That's, you know, that's... <laughs> so still kind of video Yeah, but... I guess always like media-y. I'm, 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 I'm that person, but I always think um, a bit, you know, you know, like there would have always been that option to do... Uh, video games and you know they're, they're two passions like, of mine. like you know Space Invaders, Pac-Man. Well more probably I'd love <laughs> to do I'd, yeah um, I, like I'd love to do that um, or uh, what, what else because because that's a pretty that's the problem is, is that like, still very it feels techy. yeah it feels very techy should I go completely like let's go completely left field um, I would uh, I would love to do um like something with boats so like <laughs> sail them fix them um like uh, yeah like like a mechanic or an engineer on okay, the uh, yeah. in in like a boat i think i'd be good at that i mean i think everybody really would love to be like in engineering on like the enterprise oh, and star absolutely. trek but but in it but you know that's you'd not going to be happen. you'd have to be patrick stewart for that but He's um a captain okay well it's so not, it's not an engineer. well i would i would um probably well i wanted to be a pilot my whole yeah. life but it was only when i came to the stark realization that I can't see very far without a pair of glasses. I get motion sick and I don't like, you know, staying overnight on a plane. Long hours, I struggle to sleep. I realise that that would be a very, very difficult job to do. But, you know, if if British Airways are looking for someone, please get in touch. Um, So thank you, Right Honourable Captain Rowan. That's been absolutely awesome. Thank you. Um, Next week, we will be back with Chris. He will be back. And this is, you know, you'll be able to hear his dulcet tones once again over the microphone. Um, But for now, that was it. That was Looks Like We Made It, um, where we were answering the discussing the point um, about how rapidly evolving production technology has impacted video marketing and, and the world in general and that was with Andy Rowan and where can people find you if they want to look you up uh, they can find me um, on Facebook um, with Andrew Rowan or Instagram AndyR87 um, or alternatively uh, for the wedding people out there you can find me at www.bigscreenfilms.co.uk I definitely recommend that if you're getting married and you want to have a wonderful filmmaker come and capture your film because the stuff he's done already is fantastic. So check that out. Um, so that was a, that was it for today. Uh, please have a look at Howl Film on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn as well as www.howlfilm.co.uk. Uh, if you are on Apple Podcasts, feel free to give us a rate and review. That would be fantastic. Um, and have a great week and we'll see you next week. Bye.